It's time for another episode of the Infinite Loopback Podcast, an Apple-themed technology podcast with your hosts, Brian Baggett, Jim Graham, Brad Tarver, and Jason Young. It's been a long time since we've chatted, Jim. It has. It has. It's been a very long time, a couple of months, probably. I mean, we chat six. every day, well, <laughs> you know, right, text-wise, but as far as, you know, like talking to one another, it has been quite a, quite a while. Yeah, so uh, what have you been keeping busy with these days? Uh, work, a lot of work stuff. We've done a lot of work on the house around the backyard. I had a uh, turf installed in the backyard and, and loving that me, you know, just, I literally roll around on the turf with the dog and play and, uh, just sitting out on the back porch with music playing, you know, on my phone or just, you know, just in a chair. I, or my, my wife took a picture of me. I don't know, last weekend, the weekend before last, I'm literally like in this big reclining chair out there underneath a, a shade tree with the dog laying on my chest, just, just laying there. And I never thought I'd be that, that 50 year old that did that, but I absolutely love it. I, you know, I, I moved downtown for those years and I loved being downtown, but now that I have a house and a yard that I really love the backyard, I spend so much time out there. It, it's kind of crazy. I knew we'd get you domesticated again eventually. Yep. Yeah. I mean, every Saturday morning I get up and I get out there with my blower and I clean off the turf and it's like therapy. It, you know, it just, it's literally like just blowing the little leaves and the sticks and stuff that the squirrels knock out of the trees off the turf, you know, make it look like Augusta national out there. It's great. You know, even though we have a guy that does our lawn, my wife will still go out there with our leaf blower and she, it's the same way with her. She'll go out to the, the, uh, the front yard and get the driveway and get just everything and it's, she just she loves it i i don't get it but i i totally yeah. uh it's therapeutic i put my airpods in and just walk out there and you know just just you know if, if a neighbor saw me they'd probably think i'm crazy because i'm probably singing like really awful and yeah it doesn't matter so you know historically i've lived in this house for 14 years and until maybe this summer this is the first time that i'd say we've spent any sort of significant time outside and partially that's because we went and got those Hollywood pieces that you, uh, you had sort of recommended Hollywood to us. And we went out and I think we had to custom order. It took a couple months, but we have a really nice dining area outside on the deck. We'll sit out there and have dinner, which I hate eating outside. Full disclosure, growing up in the South, it was always, well, it just depends on the time of year. You know, like normally summer, if it's hot and humid and the sun's beating down, it's, it's a bad time. But we've had a lot of very temperate uh, temperatures here in Atlanta. Of course, you know, we're just in the May-June time frame, so it, you know, it's probably going to get a lot worse, but so far, we've had enough overcast days or, you know, we we the tree cover has provided enough adequate cover that it's not so bad. So, we've been eating dinner outside a lot more than we normally have, and I'm really kind of loving it. We've got a uh, we've got a uh, outdoor couch that was uh, like a, a patio furniture type thing that we keep covered most of the time with all the rain that we've been getting, but having that to be able to go and sit out on the patio and it's it's like I've I've We've worked on getting our backyard the way we wanted it. It's taken like 2018. We started the first things on it. 2019, we had it resawed and graded and had some trees planted that we wanted. And they're just now coming to uh, the right size to provide privacy. And it's taken like four years. Plus, I had, you know, like two years of, of not really going outside at all. Off the rails. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And now we're really sort of being able to enjoy the fruits of that. So I, I definitely, uh, I definitely can identify with that. The, the turf is a bold move. There are days that I really would like that because I do have some areas in the backyard where it's not, the coverage is not as thick 
as it is. Some of it looks like a golf course, right? I mean, it looks really, really good, but some of it is just, I don't know if it was the soil or how much sun it gets. It, it's kind of a problem. We were just talking about that the other day. We were thinking about resodding some of that at some point. It, it feels like it's never, you're never done with all the stuff that you want to do right. in, those, in those areas, but right yeah for us the sod was uh it's a small you know i'm in a condo but i i do have a decent sized backyard for a condo and so it was you know much bigger and i'd have just went grass but it was you know a right size where the the turf wasn't cheap but it was worth it um it's hard to get a, a mower back there you know the way the condo is situated i mean i could have hired somebody that would have come in and done it but i don't know it just uh, a myriad of factors and we we researched it and it wasn't as bad as we thought. And, and I've just loved it. And, you know, that furniture we're talking about, we, we do a lot of brunch, um, Saturday, Sunday out there. Uh, my wife is, is from up North, so, uh, she doesn't do the heat very well here now in the summer. I think starting tomorrow, we're supposed to have like 10 days over a hundred in Dallas. Um, at least that's what I saw on the, you know, the weather app there. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll enjoy the mornings out there and and I'll spend longer. Um, but you know, if we're outside other than that, we're over at the pool. So, so what was that redneck air conditioner you built? What was that that you had on the back? What exactly? So, yeah. So there's this, um, it's made by, uh, the, the company that makes the like drills and, you know, saws and stuff. It's basically a fan that is made to sit perfectly on top of a five gallon bucket. And you can either just plug a hose into it, or you can fill the bucket full of water and put a, a hose down into the bucket and it's a mister. So it, it, the fan goes and it blows the mist and it uses the battery from like a, a drill or a, you know, a yard blower or something. And so it, it's, it's really amazing how much that one little fan can cool off, you know, just the small area you're sitting in, in the backyard, but that's all you really care about. And so we've really uh, liked that. It's funny you ask about that. I had a neighbor that saw it and tried it out here. He texted me today and said, hey, what was that fan thing that, that you had in your backyard? And so I sent him a link from Home Depot. Um, we didn't know they existed until uh, we went to a, a beer fest uh, a month or two ago. And they, it, you know, it was kind of, it was an outdoor beer fest. And so they had areas set up with these things. And I was like, that is amazing because you don't have to have a water line to it because you can fill the bucket up with water and you don't have to have an electrical line to it because it uses that battery and it lasts a good long while. So you can move this thing wherever you want. I mean, it's really handy because we had talked about actually installing misters like along the roof line, you know, running like the thin line with the, the holes in it and stuff. And, and we still might do some of that, but this thing is, is great. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting. I didn't know if you were going to spruce it up, run some copper tubing, maybe put some dry ice under there, or, you know, figure out how to really amp up the, the coolness or what you were going to do. Eh, you know, for right now, you know, it works. You you do want to make sure that the water is uh, is cold from the hose before you spray it in the bucket, you know, because here in Texas, you got to run the hose about a three or four minutes before you actually get cold water out of it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's quite handy. Um, we, we were actually going to walk down to a neighbor's last night for a happy hour and I was going to going to bring the bucket down with us and say, Hey, could you fill up my bucket, please? <laughs> Cause I'm not carrying a five, five gallon bucket of water down the road. So no I'm way. Too old no for way. That, so, well, I know uh, you didn't get to join us the other night when we did our part one of the WWDC wrap up, 
So have you, uh, you been doing any reading, watching any videos to, uh, to get familiarized before we recorded tonight? Uh, I did get to watch the keynote. I watched it. Um, it was either last night or the night before last. I, I, I was like, Hey, would you, would you like to do something really nerdy tonight? And, um, I'm like, you want to watch the keynote from Monday? And my wife's like, sure. So, you know, we, we pulled it up and, uh, watched the keynote and then I have done uh, a good bit of reading and, uh, and looking at the hardware, the software, I know the high points of, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. And then I've looked at, you know, the, the two laptops, uh, that they, they introduced and, um, you know, just kind of toying with the idea of getting one of those. We'll see. Uh, I have an M1, uh, MacBook air now and I love it. So it's, you know, it's a matter of, I can sell that one or hand me, hand it down and get the new one. Cause that new black one is just, whew. I got to say that midnight MacBook air, it does look pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I, was, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very sweet looking. It's got that, it's got that razor look to it. You remember like when the, when the razors first came out and they, they did some things, I was like, man, those are, I mean, you know, it runs windows. I wouldn't want it, but it, it still looked good. And it's, it's got that just super slick futuristic look to it. Uh, really, really sharp. So with you being on here and you being a big uh, MacBook fan, so that's that's a good uh, time to talk about the the new Mac OS. Not a lot of, I didn't see a lot of showstoppers, anything that really blew me away. One of the things that I really kind of noticed is that we often talk about how we want iPad OS to be more Mac-like, but it seems like what they're doing is they're making changes in iPad OS and then immediately bringing them over to Mac OS. So that it's, you're getting that sort of, same feature set across operating systems, but they're not originating on the Mac and going backwards. It looks like they're originating. Well, I guess you could say they're, they're all on the same devices at the same time, but it really feels like something like stage manager, for example, was something that the iPad had to have, you know, you didn't really need that sort of thing on the Mac. You, you had, you know, multiple windows and everything. You've been fine forever. without it for a long time, right? Yeah, a very yeah. long time, but now that's the way you're going to do it on the Mac as well. So I think that's kind of an interesting approach. I kind of like that approach instead of forcing the way you used to do things on a Mac and putting it on an iPad, they're coming up with a completely new paradigm and saying, we're going to use it across all of our desktop like devices. So, uh, I definitely think that's true. I, the, the last couple of years, the, the things that have come to the Mac, um, I can't think of, I'm trying to think of anything that was just super Mac specific. Everything was, we wanted in, in, in iOS for, for the phone or for the iPad or both or whatever. And this would also be great if we, you know, allowed you to do it, you know, on your Mac too, or it somehow, you know, works with your Mac, you know, in, in conjunction, kind of like the, uh, co coherence, what do they call the, where, you know, where you continuity, can, continuity, or, uh, that's it. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, I do see a lot, a lot. it's moving more of that direction than, than the other. It, it's, it, it, it is interesting how that, how that's happening. Uh, I use my MacBook quite a lot here and I had an iPad pro and just, I don't know, sort of, I guess downgraded to the iPad air, which I love. I, I love having that air now. It's actually the perfect device for me because it's small enough to just hold and do stuff on versus the, the, the big 12.9 pro that I had. And really the issue was that anything that I wanted to do on the 12.9 Pro, I would have just as soon done on my MacBook Air. But now I've got kind of a differentiator between, you know, what I do on the, or sorry, on the uh, iPad Pro and MacBook Air. And then 
now with the iPad Air and the MacBook Air, there is an actually different differentiation between what I use the two for. So it's, um, you know, it, it is the perfect little device. I do think when the new iPad features come out here in September, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to miss that bigger screen with the stuff they're bringing to it as far as the windowing and, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I've been playing the Diablo on that little iPad air lately with, a. Uh, uh, controller like the first night I played it using the on-screen controls just like okay this is pretty good and then I was like all right I need to go find my controller because now I really want to get into this and um, I laid in the bed last night with the iPad air on my chest just playing on the you know with the controller uh, past midnight those games are incredibly addicting and that little thing you know it has no problem with it the graphics are great um, yeah it's awesome the thing I think is is different. I don't think the the iPad Air has the same screen as the twelve point nine iPad Pro, right? The iPad Pro has right. the, the 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 LEDs, yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's something. I mean, it's the yeah the mini LED. And when I'm having to be stuck in dialysis, one of the things that I'll do is I'll I'll usually play my Xbox over the cloud gaming on the iPad Pro. So having that big screen and having those those really deep uh, blacks and the, the really bright colors, it, it goes a long way into making that thing. However, I'm still waiting on my iPad air to arrive, uh, pretty soon. You and I, as I recall, we were big fans of the 2017 iPad pro, which was the last time I think they made a sort of a, a sub 11 inch iPad, uh, pro model, right? Because after, I think starting in 2018, it was 11 and 12.9, but you and I used to have the 2017 one, which was also my favorite form factor because I'd had the original 2015 12.9 and I liked it, but it was just so dang big and it still is, but I'm, I'm eager to see how I'm going to feel about that, that iPad Air again once that, that finally arrives. Uh, one of the things that I've done, which is I'm going to, I know our listeners at home won't be able to see it, but I'm going to show you, Jim is uh, I have this stand and I put my iPad Pro on it with the keyboard and I turn off uh, screen lock and I have it sitting just off to the side of my monitor over here. Put that back down. And what's nice about that with something like universal control is I can sit here and, you know, be doing whatever I want on the main studio display, but I can also just drag my mouse over and then all of a sudden I'm on that iPad Pro. So like leaving Twitter open or Telegram or doing a split window and doing the same is... Uh, is really kind of neat. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to incorporate the iPad Air. If it's going to be one where I'm just taking it, you know, around the house, am I just going to put beta releases of the OS on it? I haven't really decided. I didn't really need it. But I had credit card points that I could use, and we're, I'm not really going anywhere right now. So, uh, sounds perfect use to me. Yeah, it was like 50% off or something. You could get it for half of what it would have normally cost if you'd paid cash. So I was like, ah, I can't really pass this up. So for me, I hardly ever use the 12.9 inch iPad Pro without it being in the Magic Keyboard sitting down, you know, like it was more of a, a laptop than an iPad. Um, it, it just was so big to hold. And especially like if you're multitasking or watching TV, like it's just so big. And so now with this one, it's small enough to where I can sit there on the couch and still watch TV and I've got it in my hand. And it's tiny or I'm laying in the bed with it and it's, you know, Tiny's not the right word. You know, it's not that small. Um, but I also have um, 
a stand that I use here. I'll, I'm going to show it to you here real quick. So this is the one I use, and it just kind of sits on there. It's not a magnet. It just kind of sits there. I have this sitting right beside my work monitor, and depending on, I, I do a lot of calls, but some of the calls, I'm kind of just there just in case. Like, I'm not, you know, talking a lot. And so for multitasking, it works great because I've, I've got a, a Dell from work that if you're on a call, everything else on your laptop is slower just because, you know, it's got so much security stuff running on it. It's crazy. So if I'm doing a call like that, I'll join the, on Teams on the iPad. And I would do the same thing on the iPad Pro sitting there. But now I just do it on this one. And, um, and it works great. You know, I, I just put my uh, AirPods in and, and kind of listen as I'm working on the, the big screen uh, connected to my Dell. And so it works great. You know, I don't have the, the whole continuity thing working between the two, but still it, 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 um, it serves the you purpose know, for teams. And I, I think we mentioned today, Outlook on the iPad is much better than Outlook in Windows. And I, I think Microsoft knows this as well, because it seems like the window one is, is slowly moving more toward the, the, the iPad one, but Outlook on, on iPad is great. Yeah, I think it was what it was called Sunrise or something before when Microsoft bought it, I believe. Yeah, and something like it's, that. Yeah, I've I've often considered just switching over to it wholesale and having work and uh, my personal email, you know, separate accounts, but on the same thing. But I'm kind of nervous to do that. I like the separation of church and state, so to speak. So that's why yeah. I stick with Spark or the standard mail client. I have considered doing the same thing, but the problem is that at eight o'clock at night, if I look at my personal e email. I don't want to be reminded that I have 30 unread emails from work and then I'll click, you know, my OCD, I'll click over to see what they are. So I use profiles extensively with work to where at, you know, at 6 PM, I don't even have an outlook or a team's icon on, on, you know, up all day long. There's a special page that's got uh, my outlook calendar in a, in a big widget and then it's got my two authenticators, uh, Outlook and Teams on that one page on my phone and the same thing on my iPad. And those are up from 7.55 a.m. until 6 p.m. Now, sometimes I work late, you know, and I'll, you know, depending on what I'm doing, pull them back up. But, um, you know, 7.55 a.m., they all come on and at 6 p.m. they go off. And during the weeknight, it's 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 good but where it really excels is over the weekend because I'm on a project where there, you know, we have production issues and, and things like that. And we've got people to handle that and I don't really need to jump in, but I can. And so now I just don't even see it. So it's like out of sight, out of mind, you know, they know if they really need me, they text me or call me and I'll, you know, I'll jump right on, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not watching them. So that, that profiles has been, great for me uh, once I've figured out how to uh, set up the home screen. That was the big, the big thing for me. It's not necessarily like setting yourself as, you know, don't disturb me or anything like that. It was literally just the setting up the home screens so that I can see what I need to during the day. And then at night, I don't see it anymore. That, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. And the things that they've done with some of the, the focus settings now being able to do the lock screens and other things in iOS 16 or, you know, even though those are sort of extra, you don't really need them. 
They look really neat. <laughs> with the, right. Uh, with no, the I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, something with the, the notifications now, you know, I can configure some of those in the, in the lock screen and, and that stuff. Um, you know, any, anything I can do with it to, you know, it makes me more productive during the day and it keeps me from stressing out over work at night and the weekend. So it, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, I like that when you don't have to, you can totally separate it and not even think about work when you're not there if you don't have to. That's that's really a a, a nice thing. Uh, let's see, in macOS, some of the things that we, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about the other day are, well, first of all, we finally have Dark Sky with a proper weather app on macOS and the iPad now. Yes, that'll be really nice. I, I didn't see that that day, but that night I happened to click on Dark Sky like in my web browser and had a huge banner across the top. It's like, okay, this is getting real, like end of the year, we're cutting this stuff off. I'm sorry, bye. You know, like. <laughs> well, it'll be about time, but I'm glad that it's taken them two years to fully integrate this stuff in, but it looks like it's going to be really nice. Uh, I noticed that with their weather kit stuff that they have now too, I saw a guy on Twitter who put a, um, he did a mock-up using, weather kit and he had like the the city that he lived in and you could see the rain falling behind it on this translucent screen it looked really cool uh some of the things they can do but just the general public being able to to get the same sort of things we've enjoyed in dark sky for years you know i i love when i get a thing on my watch that says rain is starting soon and it's like oh crap i need to go out and you know grill some meat before uh the rain kicks in right yeah i own a convertible we've talked about that on here before where i've literally like run out of a store or, you know mcdonald's or something and be like i gotta you know put my put my top up because it's about to rain and i had no idea uh yeah that's gonna be really nice i'm you know i'm a weather fanatic and so you know i i'm looking forward to you know having all that built into the official weather app and it'll be great to see what uh what people can do with that data you know i know like carrot was already using dark sky data so you know they can start using that now and and some of the others so uh that's going to be a a great addition to to be able to have that available for other folks i did see when i went on that that banner i kind of clicked through on it um the android people actually got their money back for what they paid for dark sky um but we we just get weather kit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be getting the benefits of that anytime soon. So sucks to be them. Uh, it looks like the spotlight improvements that they put in Mac OS are very much like Alfred or Raycast now. So it looks like it has the ability to, uh, you can do actions from within spotlight. So you can start a timer, run a shortcut, create a document, stuff like that. And that yeah. looks kind of, uh, definitely moving you, in that direction. Speaking of uh, Raycast, I had never heard of this, but it looks like it's in sort of an Alfred competitor, and I just downloaded it the other day. There was some extension that I wanted, and I got it. I'm, I'm completely unprepared to talk about that, but you know, for our listeners, I'm, maybe they know something about it. But if you're if you're looking for something new to play with, Raycast looks uh, looks pretty good. It's it's free for personal use. Oh, cool! I'll have to check it out. I'm a big Alfred user. You know, came over from uh, what was the the one from Black something. A couple of years ago, it was like the first one of the launchers, and then Alfred came along. Um, yeah, but you know, Alfred's great. I've got, uh, I've got weather stuff built into that. You know, I can, I can basically just type in a zip code and get weather back. Or I use the, you know, shut down all my apps, or you know, all the time, or change this or that or the other right from Alfred. So yeah, I, I pretty much just disable. I don't use Spotlight at all on my Mac. So we'll see if any of those changes brings me back to there, but, uh, Alfred, you know, I've got a lifetime. I paid for a lifetime subscription to Alfred. It's, it's the best if you're not Same. using it. 
Yeah, same here. And I also use the snippets that are in there because I used to use Text Expander for the mm-hmm. longest time. Yep. And then they moved to sort of a, a software as a service model. And it's like, I, I really don't need that. I just, I have very limited needs for what I need. So Alfred does that too. So I just migrated them all in and uh, yeah. works great. Yeah, no, I same here. I, you know, I'm not like doing customer service. I don't need 50 different email replies that I can do all this fancy stuff with, you know, I, name and address and, and different things for work or, uh, you know, stuff, just random stuff like that. Do little, uh, I think previously I'd put a bunch of SQL snippets in there when I was doing that stuff on my Mac. Now I don't do as much of that on my Mac, but still, you know, it, it was great to have. Indeed. Uh, you know, some of the collaboration things that they talked about in iPad OS are also coming to the Mac. You know, I kind of worry that nobody would actually use that stuff because most people in the corporate world are going to be using Office or Google or something like that, which already has the same sort of collaboration. I mean, it's nice. It's built into the OS. And I'm, I do think that Freeform that they're going to be introducing later this year, which is like a big shared whiteboard, looks really kind of interesting, but... Uh... I th- I thought that was one of the most awkward points in the keynote when they did that, like, hey, let's work on this document together and you're going to do this and we're going to add this link and, oh, let's share Safari and, you know, do th-. like, eh, I don't know. You know, like, I guess some people work in great places and people are like that, but not where I work. I don't know. You I- know? I've never <laughs> seen, I've never worked in a place like that. I've never had clients that worked like that. Right. It was always just the most yeah. disorganized, awful uh, free for all. Whenever you're having to collaborate with people on documents like that, it's it's yeah. never a, a fun I, thing. If I said, "Let me share my safari with you," somebody would go, "What? You're going to tell me about your vacation?" You know, they, they, you know, <laughs> like that's the, the problem. You know, they're, yeah, you know, it. I think, you know, Apple's dog fooding there. You know, they're using their own stuff and good for them, but not. I don't think many other people will. I really wish they would they would uh, dedicate resources to doing other things other than building collaboration that works with their own stuff that nobody is really going to use on a mass scale. I just don't see it. Right. Like make Alfred, you know, like if you want to do something. Yeah. (laughs) Or buy Alfred. Buy Alfred. Yeah, buy Alfred. Just buy it. Yep. Those guys deserve it. What do you think of the the camera function where it's going to use an iPhone wirelessly as a camera? I thought that was particularly funny given the the xdr display issues that that we've had and then the fact that for them to say belkin is going to make holders for your mac you know like specifically for this and i'm just like that i don't know that just seems weird to me um i don't know i i I guess there's reasons to, to use it you know i mean the the phone's do have the best cameras, right? I mean, they clearly do. Uh, I'm on a crappy Logitech webcam that's a couple of years old now, right now, plugged into a, you know, USB-A port in my monitor. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it works good enough for this, um, you know, so maybe maybe if, you know, if, if we started doing that, you know, I could just set my phone up there, you know, and, and, and do this, and, and that would, that'd be great. Uh, I finally, with the Air, I finally have the... Uh, uh, what's the thing where it moves? I, I, it center made, stage. Center stage. Um, I've only done it on a couple of different calls, you know, like with family um, or actually it was a, I did a teledoc on there and my doctor thought it was really neat, you know, because it, it even worked in like whatever tool she, you know, we were chatting with. It wasn't, you know, uh, FaceTime, but it's still, you know, I started moving like this and and, you know, it's like, 
panning. I was actually sitting on my back porch, you know, while I was on the appointment and, you know, and it's panning around the backyard as I move. Um, I'm like, Hey, that's pretty neat. So. Yeah. The one thing I don't like about center stage is that if I'm sitting there and I'm mostly still like I am now, sometimes it'll still like zoom in and then zoom out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing that's triggering it, but it's never just, if I barely move, you know, it, it, it freaks out sometimes, yeah, but overcompensates maybe. Yeah. It, it really kind of does. And you know, the biggest complaint, we were just talking about this before we started recording is that I'm, I'm recording this on my studio display and it's a great monitor. I mean, it's a, it's a 5k monitor. It's what I've wanted since, you know, I, I was moving away from the iMac, but the camera is just utter garbage. It, it's just awful. Like to a surprising degree, because basically it's the same internals as an iPhone 11. I believe that it, that it has. And it just doesn't seem like it should be this bad. So I have an external webcam hooked up to the top of the monitor, which I it it calls my soul to do that because oh, I, I, I can I, imagine as much as the monitor cost. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like a, I think they tried to make the, monitor. They tried to take a lens and do a wide angle with it, and and it, it's just not made to do that. And so you know now they're having to overcompensate and try to do stuff in software with the camera that you know you can fix a little bit in software. With the camera, right? You can go from, you know, good to great, but you can't, you know, poor, you know, if you've got poor lenses, you're not going, you know, there ain't a whole lot you can do with it. Well, this monitor is definitely thicker than my iPhone. So you figure they could have put something <laughs> in there. Cause I just reached out to touches like how thick is this thing? You would think, right? It's, I mean, but you know, what like, is it? 30, think about those tw- 32 inches. Is it no, it's uh, I think it's 27, 27. Okay. But you think about something like the 24 inch iMac, which is thinner than an iPhone. And people are wondering why, like, you know, the camera doesn't look great. in, in these iMacs, I, it's because they've made these screens so incredibly thin, thinner than, and I think about that thinner than an iPhone. And that may and, be why they they're coming out with this this iPhone. I would call it a hack, really. I think it's a hack, because I mean, look at that uh, the new MacBook Air. Look how thin the lid is now, because you don't have the taper or anything at all. It's all just super thin on the top. Um, they probably couldn't put a very good camera up there, you know, because you've you've got to have the LCD in there as well, like and and then the metal back. So there isn't a whole lot of depth for a camera at all. So, you know, I, it's a hack, but I think going forward, if they want to make those lids super thin, then, you know, they can say, Hey, if you're not happy, you know, like if you need a really good camera, then, you know, give Belkin 15 bucks and slap this thing on top of your laptop. (laughs) It is weird. They're outsourcing something that would be so important to like a third party, but that's, I guess that's something they like to do. Yeah. They're, you know, throw Belkin a bone and, you know, they don't have to you know, sell it for 30 bucks, you know, Belkin will sell it for 15. <laughs> yeah. They'll at least be a little more reasonable in price than Apple would have been. Think about Apple making that thing, you know, like comparing it to like the, uh, the AirPods max, like, you know, it would be like this heavy metal thing, you know, that, you know, it, it's got the MagSafe built in and, and all this stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> or 39.99 or 49.99. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember uh, back see. in the day when people used to, they would try to find like, what is the cheapest thing Apple sells? Like when you walk into the Apple store, what is the cheapest thing you could find? And um, at one point it was like, they sold like the little adapter for, uh, for lightning, lightning to 3.5 yeah. millimeter. And it was like, you know, like nine, nine bucks. or 12 yep. 99, something like that. And I'm like, this is the cheapest thing in the Apple store. <laughs> Literally the cheapest thing you could get in there. Just, just a penny under 10 bucks. 
so the new Macs, what are you what are your thoughts on those? I think they are sexy as hell, uh, especially the Air. I, I love the colors. I the Pro. I I don't see why anybody would go with that Pro. Like if you're gonna go with that size, then go with the Air or you know go with the the two bigger Pro models, right? Um, you if you get the, the bigger Pro, you you don't get the M2. So the right the, uh, right M2 is only available in a 13 inch MacBook Pro and a 13 inch MacBook Air. And if you look at them side by side, the specs, I think the only thing that the the MacBook Pro has in any kind of advantage is slightly longer battery life by about two hours or something is what it said. Right. And, and, and well, and it's got a fan, so it'll actually yeah. run faster for longer periods. I mean, that's the, you know, if you need to do video encoding on your 13-inch MacBook Pro, then, you know, that that's good for you because you can run a fan. Um, I don't do anything on my Air that, you know, that's going to tax it. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's not for, for that long period of time. Um, so I don't understand like, yeah, if you're wanting a pro, then you, you got to wait for M2 to arrive in the two bigger models. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the black. I love the space grit. You know, the, all four colors are, you know, are nice looking, you know, there's none of them that, that are bad. Um, but that black is, is pretty sharp. We got MagSafe back, which is amazing. You know, I was sitting here before we started tonight, um, I'm recording this on my M1 MacBook Air, and I've got a little um, uh, hub plugged into it. And I had to unplug my, I have a 4 gig external SSD that's plugged into the one USB slot in the hub. So I had to eject my SSD to plug the mic and headphones in to record because the two slots on the computer are the power and the hub going into the computer. Um, so, you know, it will be, I think, great to have MagSafe back because then you have MagSafe and you've got two legit USB-C ports to use, one for a hub and the other one can stay open for whatever else you might just want to plug in temporarily. Whereas now, you know, I've got a, and I've looked into hubs that have more than one USB-C port on the hub and they're, you know, 200 bucks for a decent one. And I don't, need it that much you know i don't need it like 200 bucks worth um i've got some really nice like multi usb port chargers you know that do like serious power but they're not made for throughput like like that so um you know that'll be that that'll be really nice magsafe being back in the two ports and you know the general just sexiness of it um the keyboard on that thing is great um yeah it i'm i'm slowly talking myself into one i'm glad uh We've got a month before we can act because in a month I'll either really talk myself into it or I'll decide, you know, you, because if I bought one, it cost me uh, what I was looking at, at least 1900 bucks because I want a gig on the, um, or a terabyte on the storage. Right. And then I don't really need 24, um, gigs of Ram. I can, I can handle 16. But even with 16 and a terabyte, I think it comes to like 17.99 or 18.99. So, you know, I have to decide. Yeah, I was. I, I'm not a big fan of laptops for the most part. I like have, <clears throat> uh, sort of stationary computers. And I was looking at Mac Minis, even though they didn't announce an N2 Mac Mini. The M2, I mean the M1 Mac Mini, tops out at 16 gigs, and I'm thinking. I bought this one as sort of just a play machine. I bought it with like eight gigs, which is 
way too little for what I do. I'm frequently getting out of memory errors from, uh, not out of memory, but like you're running low on RAM and swap from, uh, what is that program that I use? Clean my, clean my Mac X or whatever the, the program is. I'll free it up. So I definitely want more RAM. And I was thinking mm, I could get a, one of those MacBook Airs with 24 gigs. Uh, the storage, I have enough external storage, uh, external SSDs and whatnot that I can plug into Thunderbolt. It's, I, I can get by with 500 gigs just fine. Uh, for what I would use it for even two, well, 256 would be pushing it, but 500 I could get away with. Um, so I may, I may end up caving and doing it. I don't know. You know, I, I'm again, I'm glad it's another month where I can actually think about it instead of having to act now and get it in three months because of supply chain issues. But, yeah. uh, thinking, thinking it over speaking of, uh, uh, hubs and, and Thunderbolt ports, I do have an OWC that I've had for about a year. That's pretty wonderful. It was it was close to 200. I have uh, three USB C ports and a, a Thunderbolt port four Thunderbolt four port on it as well. But my biggest problem that I have is so many of the devices that I get will be USB C on one end and USB A on the other, which is mind boggling to me. So I have uh, like my microphone and my Stream Deck are both USB A on the other side. And I, I, at least with the microphone, I can go and, and switch out the cables and, and put in one that's a USB-C on the end. And I do have some adapters that turn A into C. But so many of these devices, I wish they would just move to one or the other because I have a ton of USB-C ports. I have next to no USB-A ports. I, I think I have two. So massive, yeah. massive headache. But I use a 12 South, like their little travel hub that they have. I've had that one for a while. I really love it. It's, it's great for traveling, which is what I used to always do. Um, so that's the one I've got plugged in here. And so it's got the, like the little built in USB, like mini cable for, you know, while you're on the road, you don't have to have another one with you. Um, but yeah, it, it works pretty good. It, it's pretty funny. You say that about your mic. I actually ordered a special cable off Amazon the cable I have for this mic is mini USB on this end, the really old mini USB. And then it's USB C on the other end. Um, it, I, I bet this is like the, you know, like the, the Holy grail, the diamond in the rough of cables. Cause you're not going to find many with USB C on one end and mini on the other. If I lost yeah. it, I'd, you know, good luck getting another one of these. Um, I have that microphone. That's the one I used to have. I recently upgraded. I don't know if you can see I'm using. A, yeah. Yeah. It looks nice. Like you're I'm on the radio. The, uh, yeah. I actually went all in on some of the Elgato stuff. So I got a wave three and I have the wave three arm and it's, you know, you can't really see, but the. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like a professional podcaster. Like the. Yeah. It has, like a, it has a Oxford really Exxon nice podcast. I watched that one uh, a couple days a week. The guys uh, talking about Ole Miss uh, sports. Not a, usually a big fan of condenser mics. I usually like getting a uh, directional mic like the, the one you have there, the ATR USB one that I had. But I, I remember your pain on that USB-C. I mean, a USB-A on one end and and uh, like mini USB on the other. And But the other thing that's about your, nice about your mic is that it also has the XLR inputs. So you have like a real mic there that you could actually plug yeah. into, yeah. you know, a mixer or whatever you wanted to do, soundboard. Yeah, I've got an, uh, an XLR cable. There's a cable around here somewhere that came with it that I, I still have. It's it's still got the twist tie around it. I've never used it, but it's it's in 
It's in one of the little bins I have over there that is marked audio cables. <laughs> I've just accepted that I'm probably just ever, I'm always going to use my mic hooked to a computer. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't really need the XLR and I'm not going to go in for a full blown mixer or anything like that. So uh, let's see what else is going on to Mac OS. Pass keys looks very, very interesting to me. That looks sharp. I, I really love that idea for me and for, a lot of the people I know, I mean, you know, because I'm good about one password and having different passwords everywhere, but I don't know many other people in my family, uh, including the ones I live with, um, that, you know, that, that are good about setting strong passwords and different passwords. And um, so I, you know, I think anything that, that hastens the, the uh, passwords, disappearing and, and some new way of doing it is going to be great. And in what better company than, you know, the, the way Apple does things when Apple starts doing something, it causes widespread adoption. I mean, that's, that's just how it works. And so, you know, if they start this, then websites will start supporting it because they want people to be able to use it with their iPhones, um, iPads or Macs. Um, you know, and, and Microsoft will jump on board because they don't want to look like they're left behind and Android will jump on board because they don't want to look like they've been left behind. And so, you know, it's, it's, they're the, the they're the Pied Piper of, of a lot of this tech, uh, like that. So especially software, it's kind of funny for hardware. They kind of come in like second, like they hardware, they kind of let somebody else try to do it. Like the flip, uh, you know, the flip phones or not the, you know, the, the folding phones and then even with 5G, they're a little bit late and 3G, they're a little bit late. And for those kind of things, they're a little bit later with hardware because they want to make sure that they can make it in uh, enough quantity that Apple needs to make stuff. Uh, but software, they're, you know, they're leading edge usually. Have you been using the, uh, the login with Apple option on a lot of websites since that was introduced? I use it on a couple of things. I haven't, I haven't converted anything. I've, I've heard that you can convert back like from what you've done back to the Apple way. I haven't done any of that. Um, but I did, uh, you know, if, if it's a new app that I'm using or some new service that I'm using, uh, and they offer login with Apple, I definitely do it. Um, so, you know, I, I do think it, it works well. Uh, I've had one instance where it didn't work real well for me and that was pluckers. It's like a local, uh, chicken place, you know, and they've got like their app on the phone and you're a part of their club and you, all that kind of stuff. And basically their login system, just, it didn't like giving me my rewards with, with the Apple, like login, like it just, something wasn't working right there. Um, so I think they actually just converted me back to like a regular email account. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, I've got a login and a password. Uh, but yeah, otherwise if, if I can use it, I do. I've converted Best Buy and a few others from using the username and password over to the Apple stuff. Cause it's just one less thing that I usually have to manage. Right. I mean, it's not like I have to log in. It's every device that I have, I can log in with Apple. So it's kind of like, you know, not a big deal one way or the other. I think even on Windows, you can still do that. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think I've tried that, but I barely ever surf the web from my my lone Windows machine here. So, one issue I've had with that is sometimes I forget, like if I'm logging into a the an, an app, like somehow I get logged out. Like, did I use login with Apple? Did I not? Because then if you do log in with Apple, then you're logged in with Apple, and you know, like so then you end up with two accounts, you know. And so I I ended up with that. Um, 
for my new iPad, I, I kind of had to try to f- remember like, where am I? Lo- you know, did I use login with Apple or did I use a password? Uh, but you know, because when I restored it, like it pulled all the apps back in, but for most of them, I, you're not logged in anymore. So you've got to re-log into them. So that was one of the things where I was like, did I use login? Like when did, like, when did I start using this app is what I have to think in my head. And, you know, if it's newer then I probably did the login with Apple otherwise, you know, and so some of them I'll, I'll, you know, try to do a login first and then I'm like, okay, login with Apple. Yep. There it goes. Okay. I haven't ended up with the, the two accounts thing. Usually if it knows you have a, an account, depending on the vendor, of course, it will say, Hey, do you want to switch over and start doing it this way? Or do you want to, you know, keep your username and password? And when you do the login with Apple, it'll, it'll still share your, your email with them. Like if you've never used it, you can do the hide my email thing. But if you have an existing account, it usually is pretty good about saying, Hey, I'm just going to share your email with them. Uh, so that it, it keeps it all, uh, the same, but we need I to am chat really... sometime about how you've converted some, cause I, I should probably do look into that. I just, I was worried about how it would work or if something would get messed up. So I really haven't messed it, messed with converting over to it from, from existing accounts. When I was in the hospital so much last year, that was like, you know what? I could, I have the time. Why don't I do this? And that's, that's when I devoted a lot of time to, yeah, to, uh, no, you can doing that. figure out how all this stuff works. So I was trying to think, was there anything that I didn't talk about the other day when we did our iOS stuff? And there was a couple of things that I, I came up with that we didn't really talk about. Uh, live captions in FaceTime looks like it's going to be pretty neat. So being able to be closed captioned if you're, uh, you're, uh, you're FaceTiming with someone looks uh, kind of slick, I got to say, if it works. So I, I think the, uh, the new, uh, what was it, the... The being able to like say, you know, smiley face emoji or, or, you know, that that's going to be pretty neat. Um, I think the, the feature where you'll be able to dictate and type and dictate and type together. Uh, I think I could get used to that. I think I don't do a lot of dictation to my phone now. Um, but you know, I can, I can maybe see myself doing, doing some of that possibly. Um, so, you know, and, and I do use the, where you take pictures of things and it, you know, decodes all the, the writing. I use that all the time. I use that, uh, a couple of times a week. I ended up, you know, taking a picture of something and copy a paste out of a picture and paste it somewhere else. I, yeah, I love that feature. I use the dictation quite a bit just because I got used to it with the watch. Uh, I use it a lot in CarPlay. So I even like using it on the phone if I'm just sitting there trying to to do something. But it is a hassle currently if you're dictating and it misspells something and you have to go back and fix it. So I'm I'm glad that you'll be able to move between the two a little more seamlessly than we than we have in the past because that is one of probably my my most used uh, features. More so on CarPlay or the watch than the phone itself, but still you know very very important to me. Uh, some things we didn't talk about the other day, uh, handoff for FaceTime. I'm really looking forward to that. That is something that's That'll long be overdue. Sharp. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been FaceTiming on one device and, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'm going to go get up and make dinner or something. And I started it on my laptop or something. And it's like, crap, I can't move this over to my phone or my iPad, but now I'll be able to do that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Being able to share hotel keys or car keys, if you have a BMW with uh with other people through the wallet app is going to be kind of nice i haven't done a lot of traveling but i did travel a couple of weeks ago where i did the you know the hotel key with with my iphone which i loved and being able to to pass that to my wife who was just like i don't need that just let me in and out of the room we're fine i forgot she's kind of a 
a pilgrim or something or a, a Amish or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So in iOS 16, you're also going to be able to share, to share settings for Safari across devices as well as extensions, which I'm kind of excited about that. I like, uh, I thought it already did that. Huh? Uh, no. So that's apparently a, an iOS 16 feature, particularly with the extensions. Cause I'll install something on my phone and forget to put it on my iPad or whatever, and then have to go through the process of setting up the extension again, which, you know, if you're doing it through iCloud, it should be that way anyway. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. they're, they're finally fixing that. I mean, because on, yeah, on Mac OS extensions are just apps really. It's, it's kind of annoying the way it works, honestly, but you know, it, that's how it works on, you know, it goes back to what we first started talking about. Like things are moving to the Mac like they are on iOS. And so, you know, it used to be an extension was just an extension in Safari, but then now in iOS, it's an app. So guess what? In Mac OS, it's an app. You, you get an icon for it in, you know, in your applications folder where you really didn't need one, you know, like I don't need an icon in applications for every extension I have in Safari, but now I have one. Yeah, that's kind of lame, but it's one of those things too, where you could do anything you wanted on the Mac, but not on the, uh, on the iPhone or the iPad. But now that they're doing it for Safari on the iOS and iPad, it gets Mac users used to having to go. You can't just go and install it off a website anymore. You have to go and do it through the app store. Yep. Which that'll force you to use the app store, I guess, on a Mac, uh, whether you want to or not. And, and it, it honestly, you end up with, with less extensions. I mean, cause you know, some people don't want to do their stuff on the app store. Like I really wish I, um, I used uh, Vivaldi for a while and you know, I liked it, but the, basically the being able to share with my phone and the, like the auto filling in, like, uh, you know, if somebody sends me a text message to log in, all that stuff is just hard to pass up with Safari. Um, but one of the things I love in, um, Vivaldi was, you know, like the camel, 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 like, you know, extension in there, you know, they've got a great extension where you can like right from looking at an Amazon page, see like the history of a, you know, price history of a product and you can add a price watch from right there. And, um, you know, I've got a JavaScript shortcut to launch camel, camel, camel from Amazon in Safari, but it's not the same. Well, my hope is with Safari being so popular on iOS and iPad OS and having so many users that use that that may not even own a Mac, that it will sort of get them to do it. And if they write it for iPad OS or iOS, then it should translate to the Mac with no problem, right? I mean, it yeah. shouldn't be a big deal to to move it. So use it as the cudgel to get it on the on Safari on Mac and, and I'll be a happy man. Uh let's see. What did we not talk about the other day? We didn't really get to watch OS nine, and there's not a whole lot of new things in there. I mean, obviously fitness is a, is a big thing. They're going to have new workouts that are in there. You can create your own workout. You can have multi-sport workouts. <laughs> I, I got a good laugh out of, out of that part of the, the keynote. You know, I, I looked over at my wife. I'm like, awesome. It's going to switch from bicycling to running to swimming when I'm doing my tri triathlons. And she started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> One of the things that I only found out about today was the Apple Watch mirroring. So you can go on your iPhone, and I don't know if, as the betas progress, if it's going to be one of those things where you can see your watch on your phone. I assume you can, but right now you can actually control your watch from your phone with, with the way the mirroring works. It looks like a big black square, but if you swipe up on it, you'll see it happen on your watch. Oh, that's cool. That hmm. would be really helpful when I'm trying to talk my mom through... Uh, Apple watch problems and having, all right, now hold the phone right. over the watch. And yeah. she doesn't have a third hand that she can go and do the gestures with. So that would be, that would be helpful. But that was something I only found out about uh, today. 
I, there's some new watch faces that look sharp. I mean, you know, if they throw us a couple of watch faces with every release, you know, and I think with the watch, it's always going to be more of a hardware thing, right? Like it's going to get the new stuff when it gets new hardware and, you know, in that little form factor. It's hard to, I mean, you know, like, yeah, we can give you some additional software thing, but I don't know. It's, it's you know, you don't want to interact with that screen that much. So from a software standpoint, I, I can see where, you know, it, it, you don't add as much over time. You know, give me some new uh, watch faces and, and you know, make the interaction with the phone, you know, rock solid, which sometimes it's not these days. Um, you know, and then every couple of years, you know, make it do something else. With, tell me something else about my body that I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to the medications app and being able to track my medications. Yes, I I actually um, I got a new uh, primary care physician this week, and and I had the medicines listed out just in the health app on the phone, you know, just like you know, pasted in text basically of medicine bottles that I took a picture of and copied it off of, like the, you know, that's one of those things. But uh, yeah, that's going to be really sharp. I I, I think that's going to be uh, really useful. Um, did y'all talk about the shared photo libraries on on uh, on Monday night? We did, and they they kind of freak us out a little bit because there's a lot of potential for that to go wrong. You take a picture oh, and you don't want gosh. it to go to a shared library. So I have a feeling that's going to be something they have to tweak during even the betas. Man, that is one of those. Be careful what you ask for because I can't tell you how long I've wanted that. Like it's just such a pain to uh, you know with the with you know, my, my ex-wife, I mean, it was the same thing, you know, like you both take pictures and you have, you know, just thousands of pictures and you want to share, you know, and, and my now, like, you you know, especially with your spouse, right? Like, you know, I take a picture of the dog. Now I have to text it to her or upload it to a shared album and shared albums are the worst implementation of, you know, it, it literally like duplicates the photo and, it, you know, like, it's just, it's not great. But then now that we have this, you're like, eh, I don't know. Like this has got the potential to, to not go right. You know, not that, you know, not, you know, I, it's not anything seriously bad. It's just, there's some jokes that I get and end up in my photo thing that my wife doesn't need to see. Like, you know, she would just look at me like, what are you 12? Or, you know, like, I can't I get believe, that a lot. you know, like, I can't believe, you know, you're an adult or, you know, that you would think that's funny, but I, you know, it, it just would be better if they were not seen. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that, that's, we're going to have to tweak that and f basically give us some time to see how that one works out. But I, you know, that was, that was so much one of those careful what you asked for, like finally, but then you're like, eh, do I, do I really like, I wanted that, but do I really need that? <laughs> When we go to family gatherings, I think that was the, the best use case for me is that, you know, we, we had a funeral a couple of weeks ago for, uh, for a family member and we don't get, a, we don't get together as much as we used to. So, you know, you have a lot of people, Hey, get a photo of me and so-and-so and now take a picture with my phone. I take a picture with his phone and it's sort of like, well, why can't I just take a picture with one phone and send it to, cause you all have iPhones except for the two weird family members who don't. It's like, I can send it to a shared library. You can all see it. I mean, it's because we always say we're going to create a shared photo album, but we always forget to do it. Right. So well, being able to do it while taking the picture would be a lot easier. The worst is at my in-laws, 
in Maryland, you know, like we'll, we'll take pictures for days while we're there, you know, in big group pictures. And then it becomes, all right, let's see if we can get everybody to have airdrop work because do you know how buggy airdrop is? Like sometimes it, it literally just works. And other times there's no particular reason why it doesn't. It just doesn't, it just starts sending and it's like, Nope, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm not going to ever send it or you don't even see them, you know, and then you're like, okay, what are your settings? You know, like, do you have it turned on for everyone turned on for just your contacts, not turned on, you know, like, and so, yeah, it airdrop is, that's another one of those things. It's great when it works good, but when you're trying to use it with people who are not tech savvy that, you know, basically, you know, don't know their way around their phone that well, it, it's, it's not worth the effort of trying to make it work. And that's how you end up sharing a bunch of photos. It was at least how we end up sharing a bunch of photos is, is airdrop because there we're way out in the country. So the internet is not great. So you want to use the, the Bluetooth thing, you know, to, to send, they literally have a cell phone repeater in the house as their internet. Like it's cell service through AT&T. That is their home internet. So, you know, you don't want to send a bunch of big videos and photos like, like that so you can airdrop them and you know but yeah it, whew, not um well not the big problem is too is you never know what version of ios they're on if they're fully patched if they're fully up to date you know those sorts of issues because you know i've gotten it to be a lot more reliable than it ha <clears throat> than it has been historically uh you know when i was just talking about that funeral that i went to we we were in the middle of of nowhere as well and we tried to to do that and i heard why is uncle brian the only one with airdrop on <laughs> and everybody's like, well, of like because he's uncle brian <laughs> that's right because i am prepared for these scenarios i turn these things on and put contacts and you're all in my contacts i may not be in yours but you're all in mine i'm batman i'm prepared over here yeah you got your, your tool belt is is full and ready to go <laughs> and plus you get no loss of quality that way too so when you do right. airdrop that's the better reason to do it. But going through and getting people, I'd still rather deal with that sometimes than, than having to text them or whatever else, because you're, you know, if that's the only copy they're ever going to have, at least they're going to have a high quality copy. Right. And, uh, it's taken a while to teach people. Don't text them, airdrop them. Don't text airdrop. Oh, the, the big thing now, is, uh, the holidays, uh, there at the in-laws was, um, I, I don't think they listen to this, but it, it's pretty funny. Uh, my father, in law he'll, I set the timer and like activate it with my watch and they just think that's the neatest thing ever because what he would do is literally turn on a video and set the phone up and have everybody go up and just kind of pose and whatever. And then he would go back and just use screen cap, like, like single frames from the video as the video that, you know, the photos they had. And I'm just like, no, I, I refuse to be part of that. I'm like, I, I have a tripod. We're going to set it up here. And I can literally kind of stand here and activate like, you know, five, four, three, two, one from my watch. And yeah, because literally he would just start taking a video and then individual frames from the video were the, were the photos. I, I do the same thing. I open the camera remote on my watch and I'm like, all right, you, you heathens, let's, let's line up yep. and we're going to do it. And, uh, I need to find a way if I can increase it beyond the three or whatever seconds that the, the thing does. They act like it's magic, but I'm like, you're, you know, your stuff will do it too. You know, it's not like, you know, we've, we've given them hand-me-down watches. 
<laughs> every right? one in my family. I, I've bought every single model of Apple Watch since the first one came out. So I'm on a seven, my brother's on a six, my mom's on a five, and my wife's on the four. And like, where where are you been, in the rotation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when the eight comes out, you know, my probably my wife will get the upgrade and then you know, it's it's kind of funny just but that's the same sort of thing that I do. I take old iPads, I take old iPhones, old Macs, and and populate them to family members, and it makes tech support way way easier than it has any right to be, just by making them uh, making them do that. I was trying to think if there's anything else that we needed. Oh, the uh, notifications on WatchOS nine don't take over the entire screen anymore. They're at the top of the screen, just like you would do on an iPhone or an iPad. So that's a nice uh, extra feature. Uh, Siri is sort of the same way when you invoke Siri on the watch now. It's, yeah, a, uh, it's a at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, a little different implementation there. That'll be nice. Um, I, I This morning, I was shocked. Siri shocked me. She did something good. So um, my wife had to go to a different campus for work this morning and it's close by the house. So she doesn't have to leave really early. Like she normally she's about gone by the time I wake up. Well, today um, she had gotten up and and I was, I woke up late in the bed and her phone started going off on the other, like her side of the bed nightstand, like, you know, another alarm, like she's, you know, paranoid second, third alarms, whatever. And I hollered, you know, Hey lady, uh, turn off, the alarm and Siri actually replied to me from the home pod that was I got a mini home pod on my nightstand and she said do you want me to turn the alarm off on Megan's iPhone and I was like my like I was like holy cow she got it and I was like yes and it stopped and you know because her iPhone wasn't going to recognize me saying Hey lady, because it, it's not her, you know, it's not her, but the home pod picked it up and I was, I was literally shocked that it worked. Cause I do it with my phone. Like if I'm in the bathroom and my phone starts going off, I'm like, Hey, turn off the alarm and it goes off. I thought I was going to have to roll over and reach and, you know, turn this thing off. And when that home pod picked up, I was shocked and I was like, okay, like series done well for today, at least. Yeah, and because the HomePod knows different users, that's the other thing that your phone only knows you as the uh, primary user, right? It doesn't know your wife or anybody else, but your HomePods know everybody. And that's, yep. a, that's a really nice thing. Siri doesn't suck as much as you, you think it does. It can do some stuff. I don't know, man. It sucks pretty bad. Um, you know, but, but Apple hardware is, is awesome. I need to get back with uh, our buddy Josh. He's supposed to be selling me another HomePod. And uh, I want to I want to crank them up in stereo mode and see see what I got. Man, you swooped in before I could because if you had been a little bit slower, I would have bought that out from underneath you, man. I I, I don't want to give you some some bad news, but this morning on Amazon, that new Sony uh, multi speaker setup with it was in stock this morning. I accidentally went to that URL when I put in Amazon. It was in one of my things, and I saw it, and it was it was all I could do. Not to click uh, on that thing. Two thousand bucks since... before the subwoofer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I after, wanted to after... click buy so bad, but you know, it's, I just got the air. You know, I just got some other st- like. Yeah, I, I, oh, so bad. I wanted to click on that because I hadn't seen it in stock in months, and 
it was in stock. I'm like, oh, they have it. And it's 1999. Oh, I want it. I was wanting to see if I could do like the payment plan, do some sort of money laundering scheme so that my wife wouldn't notice, you know, how, how I've, I've sometimes had to do in the past of break it up into equal interest-free payments and then do hey, it over. You could do the Apple Pay payments, you know, three or four payments. Amazon doesn't take Apple Pay. That's true. Yeah. I heard but today I, I on um on Tech Meme Ride Home that uh Apple is actually doing that financing all themselves. So yes, they are not going to have a third party that literally inside of Apple they are going to do the the credit check, you know, all that kind of stuff and actually handle it internally, which uh which I was shocked by. Like, you know, previously anytime they had anything to do with money and banks or whatever, they've outsourced it all. But with this, I mean with as much cash as they're sitting on, they could they can afford to do it. They are a bank, basically, if they want to be. Now Apple's like a payday loan service. That's what that stuff is. <laughs> well, there's no interest, but with the way inflation has been lately, if you take four payments, then what the, the same price next week may actually be more expensive for you. You never yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I should totally, that should be my excuse. If I don't buy the speaker system now, baby, next month it might be $2,500. <laughs> exactly. You know, Jason was pooping on our uh, our soundbar on Telegram, and it's like, oh, you know, but I have this and this and a subwoofer. It's like, we have a subwoofer, too. I can rattle the floor. My wife yeah. can hear it up in the master bedroom two floors away when I get this thing cranked. That soundbar will crank great. The problem I have is the software on it is awful. Like, you know, it takes oh, it's, forever it's to start up, forever to shut down. Sometimes I just have to go shut the thing off manually because the HDMI won't switch right. Uh, it's Sometimes the, the subwoofer won't come on or right. the subwoofer will turn off it on its own. It sounds amazing. The sound is phenomenal. It's it's all the other stuff that, you know, Sony's got the speakers perfect. It, it's it's the it's the operating system that's bad. Really bad. I, I've had to do a lot of hacks and bypasses. And that thing has never come down in price either. I mean, that thing is still as expensive no, as when right. we bought it. It's still $1,600 it's or That was like three years ago, which is crazy. No, it was five years ago. I bought mine in 2017, oh, and it's God. still the Has same price that now. Long? Yeah, because I guess I was downtown. Yeah, that, that's true. Wow. Yeah, three years ago, I. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I left downtown. Whew, God, time flies. That was the same time I bought the uh, the the LG television that has the Dolby Vision and whatnot. So Jason likes to give me a hard time. Oh, I'm the only one out of all of us that has the true 7.1 setup. It's like, yeah, but you're getting all your your movies off of Plex that some dude is pulling off of some Russian uh, BitTorrent site or something. I'm actually getting them straight from from Apple or Amazon or whatever, and they're yeah. and actually encoded. As someone who has ripped a fair share of movies, I can tell you, doing a lot of that stuff yourself is time consuming. And to get all of the codecs and, and whatnot to work consistently. Is oh, also I used to butt. love getting movies from you, man. When you get a movie from Brian, it's got like all the all the metadata's up in there. It's ripped just perfectly. It sounds good. Yeah. yeah when Brian, I, I when take, Brian shares, it's nice. I take pride <laughs> in doing that stuff. When I do my 4K rips, I get the 7.1. I do the other stuff. I have to do them as MKVs because M- MP4s can't handle it. I, I go... Uh, full ham on this stuff. Speaking of that, I um, I got my external CD player today that I haven't owned forever, so now I can rip me some Garth Brooks uh, to listen <laughs> to some Garth Brooks. Because you can't stream Garth Brooks, like only on Amazon Prime. And I, I had like a free subscription to Prime Music for a while, but then it expired. 
Um, and I'm going to see Garth later this month in Dallas. And so I, you know, I wanted to listen to some tunes, right? And, um, so I bought a $20 external CD player off Amazon and I bought it. It's, I swear it's like a six or 10 disc set off eBay for like $12. <laughs> like every song the man has ever sang ever. And I'm just going to rip all the disc. <laughs> Well, remember he was the and one that was sell one of the, the CD somewhere else. You know, like literally, yeah, I want it as long as that it takes me to rip it, it. They go right back in the box. I will never play them from CD ever. No, of course not. No, uh, he was one of the ones that wouldn't put his music on streaming. He started his own streaming service. Amazon bought it, and then you know the rest is uh, the rest is history. But I yeah. always I did find it funny that you, being one of the biggest music fiends among us, had no way to rip any of these things. The PC you see sitting behind me has a uh, Blu-ray player that also does the the 4K um, Blu-rays as well. And that's what I use for ripping everything. So whether it be if I have, I don't ever rip CDs either, to be honest. I haven't needed to do that in in years. I think it was actually a Garth Brooks disc that I did or that I was looking for that wasn't on streaming that I had gotten, or maybe it was a song that he did that was on. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Brad had it ripped out of, out of all the people he had it in flack. I, it turns out I wasted the money on eBay. I yeah, that's, he up. sent me one on flack. Yeah. And I, I re-ripped it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the the same thing for me where it's like, you know, I, I'll still rip Blu-rays and, and 4k UHD stuff, but never a CD. I do have a Blu-ray here player player here somewhere like, you know, to play it on the TV, but I, I can't hook that up to the computer and rip from, you know, rip from it. Um, so yeah, there is a Blu-ray, probably two Blu-ray players. Cause I had one and my wife had one when we got married. So there's, there's one sitting in the, in the entertainment center in the living room. That's not even plugged in. It's just, it's there. If we should ever need it, you know, I, I took the HDMI into it for, you know, like a one-off. And then the other one is upstairs on another TV up there that it's probably actually plugged in up there. Cause there's not that many inputs on it, but Yeah. My wife got mad at me because I still have a Blu-ray player from 2009 in the box that I bought from Best Buy on a Black Friday, and I've never opened it. So uh, I think that ended up at Goodwill not too long ago. But I've got a little bitty monitor around here somewhere, like 21, or it's it's a, it's not even a monitor; it's a TV. Like I bought this little bitty TV for my my bedroom at the loft downtown. I just wanted something really small so I could watch TV from the bed, and um. You know, I I didn't even pay two hundred dollars for it. I don't know what it, but it's still floating around the house. Like it keeps moving from closet to closet, and I finally moved it to the big junk closet upstairs. But you know, it's just a little bitty TV that, you know, it, it, we could use it for something. Um, with the home pods, what I'm hoping I can do is so I've got a an anchor projector, like a really nice little anchor projector that we use. Um, I've got a huge wall in my bedroom that we watch stuff on, um, but we uh, we're getting one of the uh, the the big projector screens for the backyard to watch movies, you know, like on the turret, you know, like back there. And so I thought it'd be really cool if I plugged in both home pods on either side of the screen outside, because I'm going to have to have my little Apple. I use the Apple TV to power the projector. And then I could literally have like home pods rocking the sound outside for watching movies you know, neighbors are going to love yeah, you. The neighbors are going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since I do also have a projector that and a adequate backyard, a really big backyard, I should 
look at getting one of those uh, those screens. Just it would be something cool that we could sometimes do. Maybe yeah, go out on the back. And- exactly. It, you know, it's we we do it upstairs quite a bit. You know, where I project them onto the wall. Um, you know, or like we're ready for bed and, you know, she's not. And so I'll go up there and I watch stuff on like the, you know, 20 foot screen on my wall. Um, and so, but yeah, we wanted to to do it out back. Uh, she, she, my wife's niece is coming next month. And so we were going to um, get that all set up before she comes so we could sit back there and uh, and try that out. It's not a bad idea. Well, I think we covered just about everything that I had aimed to cover. I wish Jason could have been here so he could have talked about the uh, the MacBooks because I, I have a real feeling he's going to be going for that uh, M2 MacBook Air uh, without <laughs> without hesitation. I can say he's probably going to do it. Has no need, but he's going to get it. Well, and he's got a reason, actually. Like me, I don't really have a reason. I've got an M1 MacBook Air that is sitting here doing just fine recording the podcast. It's perfect. He actually, he said his MacBook Pro is like a 20... 15 2016 like he's actually not going to be able to run ventura i think which is the perfect like if i had a laptop that wasn't going to run ventura then it'd be a no-brainer you know to, to upgrade now um i, I, I bet but I, don't, will I bet because... he doesn't use it that much either like you know he's you know he's he does he's a windows all day guy and, most of the time and, yeah and then i i don't think he really touches i don't think he's as big a nerd out of work as he is in work as we are you know like i do all kind of you know i've got a couple of pie holes running and i've got you know all kind of python stuff running on them and you know doing data science you know just whatever you know all that you know that nerdery um where i feel like you know jason you know he lives security and hardware and all that stuff all day long and then you know when he's when he's not in front of the computer um you know he's he's not really doing it yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Though I think if he has a 2015, he'll probably be okay. I know that my late 2015 iMac will run Ventura, the one that's sitting outside behind me over here in the in the hallway that I don't use anymore. So I bet his will too. But you know, any excuse to go and, and upgrade, I none of us can can have a problem with that. I'm I'm sitting here considering like, could I I could use that? That would be great. So and I don't like. Laptops. Did you see the short list of iPads that would be able to run Stage Manager? It is not yeah, very it, many at all. Anything with M1s, basically, but I think that tends to be because of the more along the lines of the virtual memory aspect of it than anything yeah. else. Yeah, That's no, the, I saw. Yeah, I read an article about it, and it's totally tied to that. But it's it's not a very big list. I mean, it's like this iPad Air I have, and the, the iPad Pro that the I latest. Have. It, it, yeah, the latest one. You, I mean, like it's a short list. And I have two terabytes on it, so I should be able to handle virtual memory just fine. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. No, I, you know, I did, uh, I said I wasn't going to do this, and every year I end up doing it. I was waiting for the iPad Air to come in. That was going to be my beta machine that I played on. And I went ahead and just, because that's still looking like it's uh, easily two weeks out, I went ahead and put it on my iPad Pro. And I, I discovered that if you go and connect to a Wi-Fi that does network auth, where you actually have to put in a username and password, you know, like it'll spawn a Safari window. And that doesn't work in beta one. So that's kind of a bummer. But uh, doing the, uh, hooking it up to my studio display monitor, I got to tell you, you may want to rethink your stance on iPads if you're hooking them to an external monitor because it is, it is something to behold. Like when I plug that thing in, think about this. My M1 iPad has two terabytes of storage on it. My M1 Mac mini here, I think has maybe 500 gigs. So I have way more memory on the, on the iPad pro. 
when I hooked it up to an external monitor, you get a dock at the bottom, you can open up Safari, you can, I'm sitting there browsing the web and it's like, this is just like using a Mac. This is, this is conceptually no different. I can open any app that I would open on the Mac. I can, I mean, I would open on the iPad. I can open on the studio display. Now FaceTime still uses the camera built into the, uh, the iPad. I, there's a podcast that I sometimes appear on called iPad pros. And I noticed the guy who runs that had, had tweeted. He was like, Hey, does anyone have a studio display where you hook it up? And does it use that camera? Does it use the studio display camera? And I was like, okay, now I have all the justification I need to go in and yeah. And, uh, and do that, but it only used the iPad camera. Maybe that'll change before the final release, but I'm telling you hooking that thing up to an external monitor and having it behave a lot like a Mac was kind of a mind blower. Like I really liked the fact that it, that it works like that now instead of, and it takes up the whole screen. You can do yeah, display that's scaling. Be, that's definitely going to be something that, uh, will be interesting going forward. I mean, you know, cause they're this release of ipad os is the first where we're finally i mean finally 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 right getting to where it's it's a tablet but it's you know it could also you know be more like your computer your lap you know laptop whatever you know just computer uh what i would call a computer more than a, a, a tablet um but it can do both totally agree yeah, yeah. And I intend on using it as such. So I'm sort of talking myself out of the MacBook Air. I just want to. I just want a little Mac that has more than eight gigs of RAM in it. Like maybe 24 would be good for me. I was used to having 32 in my old iMac, so I, I like having that. Uh, you know, being able well, to do a lot of stuff is the most on it. You can go to with the M2 anyway, right? So. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that if they do a Mac Mini, that maybe you know they expand the memory out to something beyond 16 to, you know, give me something I can do 24 on. Maybe it can. I thought when I did a quick glance the other day, I thought it topped out at 16, but I could be wrong on that. I think it's 16 because my, my MacBook M1 MacBook Air is 16 and it tops out at 16. Yeah. So maybe that's the restriction. Maybe when they do a M2 Mac mini, I'll be in, in a, in a better uh, position to, to do that. Cause I really do like having that small form factor using it as a laptop, really not that important to me between the mag float and the, uh, the magic keyboard. I, I like being able to use it both as an iPad or as a, as a, uh, you know, laptop. So I'm hoping. That was one of my only regret, uh, not regrets, but things when I was buying the, the MacBook air is I wanted more than 16 gigs of Ram because at that point I still ran a bunch of virtuals, uh, VMs. And so, you know, you could use four or eight, you know, one of those, boom, that's half your Ram right there. Um, but I really haven't done that since I got this one. You know, I like I, I haven't found the need to to run Windows for anything. You know, I've got a couple other Windows laptops here that, you know, quite frankly, I, I hate using them um, because it's called work. Uh, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, you know, like I, I run from it now, so I, I don't touch them. Well, I think that's all the, the things that we have to cover for tonight. Uh, if you haven't had dinner yet, you're probably getting pretty hungry. <laughs> yep, yep, it's dinner time. It's time for some Tavala. What is Tavala? Tavala, we, we, I got it from uh, the Tech Meme Ride Home guy. Basically, you, you buy an oven from them, and it's like a steamer oven, like a little bitty toaster oven, the steamer toaster oven. And then you get meals from them every week. And, um, you know, you pick out a bunch of different meals. And so my wife prepped hers earlier, and I... I think I actually have steak in there for tonight. Steak is rare. I don't get it from them very often, but I did this week. So I got like a little uh, little filet and some uh, fingerling potatoes, and they'll cook in the oven, and it comes out great. So, hmm, interesting. so I'm about to have a steak dinner. Good and, for you, in man. In 20 minutes. 
It, everything cooks in under 20 minutes. Yeah, it, it sounds kind of yeah, like that June nice. oven I, um, that used to be around. Um, we, we've been doing it for six, eight, nine months now and, and like it. And then I just got, uh, my sister came to visit and she saw me doing one for lunch one day from work and she asked me about it. And she got one and she, I mean, like she really loves it. She uh, She's a single traveling nurse and, you know, she eats at weird hours. She works nights mostly. So, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, study stuff going to be open when she wants to eat. So now she's got like, you know, six, you can order more than six, but six is the minimum to get like a decent deal and the shipping's all free and everything like six meals a week. Um, you know, so she's got like six ready-made meals, you know, for every week, um, you know, already, already there at home. So, um, you know, and it's, it's not cheap, but it, you know, it's also like, you know, groceries are expensive nowadays. So, um, yeah, I end up eating a lot more chicken than I probably would because you, you end up with a lot of little chicken breast meals is what they come as. Um, but, but yesterday I had uh, shrimp tacos, you know, and today, I, this week I splurged, uh, but mostly it's usually, you know, chicken with, you know, like a potatoes or mac and cheese or rice or, you know, last week I got like a, a Northern Indian inspired rice and chicken dish and it was good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, Tavala. So, yeah. Um, nice. If you want a referral, let me know. I'll definitely check into that. Yeah. All right, man. It was great talking. This has been uh, been really nice with all them other guys getting in the way. I know, right? And, you know, when you're editing a podcast, it's so much easier to do it with just two people. So Right? And all I have to do now is say, later, fella. Later, fella. That's right. Later, fellas. Please visit InfiniteLoopback.com for show notes and previous episodes. We can be found on Twitter. I'm at Brian B. That's B-R-I-A-N-B. Jim is at Big Jim. That's B-I-G-J-I-M. And Brad is at Meester Idol. That's M-E-E-S-T-E-R-I-D-L-E. Thanks for listening, and we hope to talk to you next time.